Listener discretion is advised. This audio may not be suitable for all audiences. Hello, everybody. I know it's been a couple weeks, a few days. Actually, I'm not sure because I've kind of lost count, to be honest with you. (laughs) But, you know, it's the holiday season and... Well, I guess that means that everything is going to go the way it goes for a little bit. Um, I have a lot going on. A lot. Too much even to really fucking deal with. Anyway, if you're new here, welcome to Paranormal Artist. My name is Alex. Every now and then I'll have a friend on here, but not recently just because I haven't really had time for that. And I'm so far behind on my own show that it's not even funny anymore. (laughs) I mean... funny to me. Maybe not to you guys, but I find it very funny. Anyway, since we are in the middle of the holidays, I decided, well, we're all traveling. I guess it's time to talk about some spooky travel experiences people have had. Now, I'm not saying that it's all paranormal. In fact, I think some of it's even just a tad creepy. If anything, creepy people, weirdos, you know, the people that you don't want to meet (laughs) or meet again, I should say. I don't think I've ever had an experience to speak of at a rest area before, but unfortunately for these people, they weren't so lucky. I find it funny. Rest areas are sketchy as fuck all the time, but we need them every now and then, just to chill, just to take a break from our long drive. Typically, I usually go to like a truck stop, you know, like a gas station, but sometimes you're just not lucky enough to have one nearby when you really have to stop. So with that being said, I took the liberty of jumping on Reddit and finding some of the creepiest stories from rest areas. Some are better than others, but I'm not discounting any of their experiences. (laughs) I'm just simply saying that myself as a human would probably never go to a rest stop in my life. Now, I'm not saying I've never been to one. Of course I've been to one during the day. And it's always the small ones that are just a uh, picnic table and some shade. But that's pretty much it. For the most part, I typically stick around the truck stops. Or I just straight up don't stop. Because I've read too many of these stories. I've heard too many true crime podcasts. I've seen quite a few things that I really, really wouldn't want to experience in a rest area or a gas station. So with everything being said, fun little intro, today I am bringing you some of the creepiest rest area stories that I found on Reddit. The first creepy encounter that we have is literally called creepy encounter at a highway rest stop. This happened to me just a few years ago. 
while I was still in college during the winter break. If there was ever a break for me during college, I would usually drive back to my hometown where my parents lived so that I could spend time with them. It was a pretty long drive, but I didn't want to end up getting a motel as they are really creepy and dirty. And the last time I stayed in one, junkies broke into my car. If possible, I usually don't stop for anything other than gas while driving long distances. But on that night during the winter break, I succumbed. I was cruising along the highway that night when I found myself getting a little drowsy and even got to the point where I was catching myself dozing off. To me, driving when you haven't slept is the same as driving drunk, so I decided not to take the risk. At the point where I was on the highway, I knew there wasn't a motel for a good few miles, so instead of taking the time to find one, I pulled into a deserted rest stop off the highway to get some rest. The rest stop was right next to some forest, and it even had an outhouse. I let out a sigh of relief as I had been holding in a dump for almost the entire trip. I shut off the car and climbed out into the cold air. I approached the outhouse, stepped inside, and locked the door. Under normal circumstances, I would never have even considered using a dirty outhouse off the side of a highway, but I was pretty desperate, and I knew I would sleep much more comfortably if I dropped the weight before doing so. As I sat in the outhouse, all I could hear was the sound of the trees blowing in the soft winter breeze, sending a chill through my body. Just after that, when I first heard it, the sound of slow footsteps thumping around in the woods behind me, and also what sounded like heavy breathing. I froze trying to stay quiet as I could, listening to this person wander around. I must have sat there for ten minutes just listening. It didn't sound like they were going away. Eventually, the person started to get closer to the outhouse, moving around it until they were right behind the door. I was then startled by five hard pounds on the door, which shook the entire outhouse. I immediately began to finish up and assumed the person just wanted to use the bathroom. That was when I began to wonder what someone would be doing in the forest next to a deserted highway at this time of night. As I finished and yanked my pants back up, the outhouse began to shake violently as the person outside began to pull on the door as if their life depended on it. I tried to call out to them. One second. Nothing changed. The door continued to shake like crazy for another 30 seconds and then suddenly stopped. I then heard them walk back around to the other side. With my heart racing, I cautiously unlocked the door, planning to make a run to my car. I shoved the door open and nearly fell over as I stumbled out of the outhouse and bolted to the driver's side of my car, jumping in and starting it. I turned my head and looked out the passenger side to see the face of a crazed man pressed against the window. He had a wide, toothy grin and eyes wider than the fucking moon. 
He slammed his hands against the glass, shrieking with a maniacal laughter. I yelled at him, What the fuck do you want? He then reached down and tried to open the passenger door. With that, I threw the car into drive and sped out of the rest stop, swerving onto the highway. I looked in the rearview mirror to see him standing underneath one lamppost, watching me drive away. I kept driving, speeding down the highway, and not stopping for anything. After about 45 minutes, I decided to pull into a gas station and take a short break and calm down a little. Things like that are precisely why I don't stop to sleep on a long trip. It's been a few years now, but the image of that crazed man's face is still lingering in my mind. I'm still wondering what the man might have done to me had he gotten the door open. <laughs> Oh, that one's creepy. <laughs> I I wouldn't know what to do. That that is downright terrifying. Wow. I can't say that I would uh ever drive again after that. <laughs> Amazing. Also terrifying. To the person who originally posted this, I didn't see any updates, obviously. This next story, I found it on r slash creepy encounters it's very fitting <laughs> this one is called creepy men at the rest area it happened last night around 7 30 p.m so it was already dark outside my friend and i both 22 female were about two-thirds of a way through our 16-hour drive back home from salem massachusetts i really needed to pee so we stopped in the rest area in eastern Pennsylvania. I usually avoid rest areas, but it looked nice enough, and I didn't have any bad feelings about it. <laughs> Spoke too soon, didn't you? We walked in, and the only other person inside was an older man, probably mid to late 60s, standing by the vending machines talking on his phone. We went past him and across the room and into the bathroom. We were there for a good 10 to 15 minutes because she wanted to pop out. <laughs> we were in there for a good 10 to 15 minutes because she wanted to pop some pimples. When we were finished, we walked back out laughing at something one of us had said. The man was still standing there, but he wasn't on the phone anymore. He stared and smiled at us in what we both thought was a creepy way the entire time it took us to get to the door to exit the rest area. We started running back to my car, which was about six parking spaces from the door. Still laughing, but also a little freaked out. We were about to get in the car, when I remembered my boyfriend had wanted us to check the oil on the way home since it was such a long drive, and my car had been having some slight issues. I considered waiting until the next time we needed to stop for gas, but decided just to get it over with. As I was checking the oil, the man before, along with another slightly younger man we hadn't seen, left the rest area. They both started walking towards us, with the younger one coming head-on on the sidewalk and the older one kind of going diagonally towards the driver's side of the car. This was odd because there were no other cars past mine. The only cars I could see were on the other side of the lot closer to the building. 
my friend and I looked at each other and bolted for the car doors. But then I realized I was still holding the dipstick. So I cursed and we had to run back over and lift the hood back up. Then we hurried into the car and locked the doors just as they were approaching. We watched as the younger man slowly walked past the car, staring at us with a blank face. He continued walking down the sidewalk for a while before pausing for a second and turning around to come back to us. The older man, still just smiling, got within a few feet of the driver's side door, then turned and walked past us to the other side of the parking lot. I backed out, and once I straightened the car, and started pulling forward to leave the rest area, we saw he had moved to the middle of the road and was standing there with that same unnerving smile. But now he was motioning for us to stop. I drove past him because, uh, no way. (laughs) We watched in the mirrors as both men got into cars on either side of the parking lot closer to the building. We spent the next couple of hours shaking up and blabbing about what could have happened. I'm not sure what their intentions were, but there can't be any good reason to approach two women like that in a rest area. I tried telling myself maybe they were going to ask if I needed help with car troubles, but I was clearly just checking the oil. And it doesn't make any sense why the younger man would walk the complete opposite direction from his car and go so far down the sidewalk. So I'm not really sure. This reminds me of a time when I was younger and I had gone to, like, over by South Padre Island, um, out by Brownsville. And we had gone to H-E-B and my aunt had to go to the restroom. So she kind of, I was just waiting for her at the entrance and some fucking weirdo was trying to come up and approach me. But luckily... My aunt had just come out of the restroom. She was already walking towards me, and she actually started talking to me. He was he was fairly close too. Um, so she started talking to me, and like as soon as somebody got near me, this fucking dude just like left. Like he turned around and went the complete opposite direction. I have not forgotten about that. I probably never will because I was looking him straight in the face as he was walking towards me with a fucking mission. Now, I'm not saying I'm attractive or anything, but (laughs) that was creepy. So not quite as creepy as this rest area story, but it's kind of like, why? Why y'all trying to do this shit? Leave us alone. Women don't want to be bothered by you. In fact, some of us are just trying to fucking live. But I'm just going to move on from that now. I'll forever be creeped out with rest stop stories after this, (laughs) because I'm always fucking traveling somewhere. In fact, I'm going somewhere probably in about a month for yet another paranormal investigation. It'll be fun. I'm still kind of slacking, because I'm supposed to have uh, already done the video for the one I went on recently, but uh... We'll get to it when we get to it. Uh, Right now, I'm just trying to focus on getting episodes posted. (laughs) Anyway, back to the thing. This one is called Middle of Nowhere Rest Stop. 
and I found this one also on r slash creepy encounters. You know, I really like these uh, creepy encounter stories. They are fucking terrifying, some of them. I'm sorry that those of you who have posted on there have had the post on there, but I'm also grateful because you have some very interesting stories. <laughs> My family and I were driving from Ohio to Wyoming one holiday season to visit family about 10 years ago. Due to storms farther north, we traveled straight west instead of northwest at first and split the trip at Omaha, staying the night before heading up through Nebraska into South Dakota. Once we were far enough north, we turned west onto I-90. At that point, it had been over an hour since we saw anywhere that might have had a public restroom. And we were on state routes, so no rest area. Those of you who've traveled with a young kid know that that's close to their bladder slash boredom's limit. And our daughter was begging to stop somewhere to pee. South Dakota was similarly deserted, or even worse, as we headed west. Finally, we reached a desperately needed rest stop, as my, at the time, five-year-old and I both needed to pee by then. Just as we pulled in, the truck that had been following us for a while pulled in too. I didn't think too much of it at first, until I started to open my door. My head was turned to the right, where the truck was parked a couple spots over. My eyes met the driver's, and I just shivered. He was a skinny white guy, scraggly gray-brown beard, and dark eyes. I could see that he was wearing a dingy, dirty, blue plaid shirt. He got out of his 90s brown and cream truck and started rummaging in the bed. I told my husband I didn't want to go into the rest stop alone because of this guy and the weird feeling I got from him. He thought I was being a little silly, but agreed to come in with us. At that point, the next stop was Wall, South Dakota. About a hundred miles away, according to the huge billboards we'd passed advertising it. He figured he'd better empty his bladder even though he didn't particularly feel the need. I grabbed our daughter and we headed inside, followed by the guy who'd finished rummaging at his truck but wasn't carrying anything when I glanced back. My daughter and I did our business in the women's restroom and headed back out to the lobby. As I expected, my husband was already out there since he didn't have a small human chaperone. The old guy was also in the tiny lobby area. He was just standing there staring at my husband. My husband rushed us back to our car. As we were buckling in, he locked the doors. Then he told me that the guy hadn't even gone into the restroom and was just standing in the lobby the whole time. He agreed with me that we might have just had a close call, and he was glad it hadn't just been me and our daughter in there. However, that's not the end of the story. Remember how I mentioned Wall, and that it was 100 miles away? Well... That was 100 miles of pretty empty landscape and a decent number of turnoffs from the interstate. We didn't see the truck following us and thought the whole episode was behind us. Except when we stopped in Wall to grab lunch and some road snacks. Plus, look around this homey but fun little tourist trap in the middle of nowhere. We saw the guy in the store, not even 20 feet from us. Same face, beard, dirty plaid shirt. Thankfully, we'd already eaten 
so since he was staring at us again, we quickly paid for our snacks and trinkets and got the heck out of there. Thankfully, we didn't see him again, but I was seriously creeped out until we reached our relatives in Wyoming safely with no other sight of that truck. Oh no. <laughs> that is terrifying. That is absolutely terrifying. Holy shit. For a full ass 100, I wonder how long he was actually following them. Like, you know what I mean? Before they noticed him, I wonder how long he was actually following them. Oh, hell no. <laughs> it's just going to add on to my not wanting to go to a rest area and or truck stop ever. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Why I no longer stop at rest stops. <laughs> you know, after all these, I don't think I'll ever stop at one. Not that I already was, but just in case I get the urge, fuck no. I was 18 years old and on my way home to California on summer break after my sophomore year of college. I had a nine-hour car ride ahead of me and stocked up on some energy drinks, soda, and snacks for the ride. I left school late after dinner with friends and planned on driving into the night. I'm making good time, and I'm around three or so hours from home, which was in Yuba City at the time. I'm an hour outside of Reno and on a lonely stretch of road when it happened. I suddenly got the urge to pee, those energy drinks I chugged coming back to haunt me, and I kicked myself in the ass for not stopping when I had gassed up 45 minutes before. I saw a sign that advertised a rest stop coming up, so I drove the few miles to the sign, then pulled in. Parked in the parking lot was a ratchet-looking sedan, and on the other side of the lot, a sprinter-type van. I quickly got out and hurriedly jogged to the restroom before I peed myself. I was flushing when I heard someone enter, and I froze. I'm in decent physical shape, and I work out quite often. But for a guy, I'm on the smaller side. I'm only five foot seven and 160 pounds. So I'm bracing for <laughs> So I'm bracing myself for some Michael Myers type shit when I open the door and see an average Joe-looking guy. He looked up and gave me a friendly smile, then stepped over to the urinal. I washed my hands and was getting ready to leave when he starts talking. His voice was gravelly and low, so I couldn't hear him the first time. You like dogs, man? He asked as he washed his hands. He was wearing those coveralls mechanics wear, and he had grease stains on it. My creeper meter started beeping. I shot him a friendly smile and said to him as I left the restroom, Yeah, man, dogs are cool. Well, that was the wrong thing to say, because he comes following me out the door almost on my heels. I got a new puppy. Want to see him? He's real cute. Now I'm freaking out. Keys are in one hand, cell phone in the is in the other. I called back to him with a shaky voice. No thanks. Gotta get going. I'm getting into my car when he grabs the door, trying to open it wider. Dude was strong, and he's a good few inches smaller than me. I start my car and put my phone to my ear, and what he said next caused me to almost crap my pants. Time the cops get here, you'll already be dead. 
with that, I kicked out at his stomach. And thank goodness, it connected. He let go of the door and fell on his ass. I then locked the doors and screeched the fuck out of the rest stop. I saw him scramble for his car, but I didn't stay around to watch. I took off like a bat out of hell. I was a nervous wreck for the next three hours, thinking he was going to follow me home and finish me off. When I got home, I told my dad, who had stayed up to wait for me, what happened, but he talked me out of calling the authorities. I made sure to take an entirely different route when I went back to school in the fall. And because of that, I've never stopped at another rest stop ever again. So dude, wherever you are, I do not want to see your damn puppy. <laughs> Talk about stranger danger. I found this one on Let's Not Meet. <laughs> that was like a classic in the uh, stranger danger thing, like, don't fall for the dude who's got a fucking puppy, or don't talk to the stranger who's got a puppy, you know what I mean? Like, we all learned it when we were kids. Or most of us, I should say. I'm glad that this person uh, made it back okay. <laughs> that's, that's pretty terrifying. Wow. Can't say, well, actually, you know, not a truck stop, but when I was in high school, I was walking home from school. I don't remember if it was like a rainy day or whatever, but some fucking weirdo in a red car stopped me as I was like halfway to my house where we used to live. And he's like, hey, do you need a ride? And I'm like listening to my fucking MP3 player because I didn't have an iPod and I couldn't afford one at the time. So I was listening to like fucking Asking Alexandria on my... Uh, <laughs> on my mp3 player i pull out my earbud and i'm like what and he's like do you need a ride and i was like uh no and then he just like fucking drove off and that was like the last i've ever seen of him and ever have seen of him genuinely have not had anything like that happen again that was pretty creepy and i was like all right <laughs> wow i i just you know, I don't know if he was a student or not, but I, I won't forget that experience either. It was a, a pretty creepy one. For me, at least. I mean, I'm not, not nearly as creepy as these fucking truck stop stories or these rest stop stories, but <laughs> creepy enough. Creepy enough. So I have one more for you guys. Just one more. And then there's going to be a part two. Except this time, in part two... I'm not sure where I'm going to go with that direction, but just know that there will be a second part to this. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I know I'm supposed to be talking about like paranormal and supernatural stuff, but I mean, creepy stuff is, it counts as paranormal for me uh, because they are not normal. <laughs> we'll see what direction I decide to go on for part two, but you know, until I start rambling on, let me get into the last story. This one I also found on r slash let's not meet. This one's called Virginia Rest Area Stranger. And I'm going to give credit to all these people who have their stories on Reddit at the end of all this. Because, I mean, <laughs> I just want to get through the stories first. So I have a couple of stories I had wanted to share on here. But a friend of mine reminded me of this one tonight, and I figured it would fit perfectly here. Please excuse any formatting errors, as I am on my mobile. 
This happened in 1999. And though I am from Virginia State, this happened many miles from my hometown and was close to the mountains in central Virginia. My friend whom I will call Tay and I had gone on a little road trip to see some caverns. At 19, it was the first time either of our parents had let us drive so far from home by ourselves. It was still a little earlier than Google Maps, Siri, or Alexa. So we were relying on old school maps. There had been a few rest areas marked on the map that we'd already missed and Tave really had to pee. Finally, we spotted the welcome site of rest area, two miles sign. I think what they're trying to say is they found a, they found a sign that said rest area two miles away. That was a weird fucking whatever, okay? As we pull in, it was around 10 p.m. and there was a few cars in the parking lot. We hopped out of the van and headed in to take care of business and get some sodas and snacks from the vending machines, as we still had another 25 minutes on, of riding before the town we were going to to get a hotel for the night. As we were being indecisive at the vending machines, we soon noticed the cars and people we'd seen all around had left. There were a few tractor trailers humming off to the side from what we remember, but they were far enough off to the side of the back parking lot. They'd never heard us scream if we had to. Then we see an old navy blue Chevy come sliding in through the entrance. At first, it's a semi-relief, But as Tay is waiting for her soda to drop, I am watching the truck. It parks right up next to our van, ignoring 45 other parking spaces. I still downplay that to someone thinking safety in numbers or something, even though even back then, women tried not to park next to vans in dark parking lots. But this truck had pulled up on the passenger side of our van, and as we were walking towards the van, they still hadn't gotten out. Tay says something along the lines of, what are they up to? And she was the one driving, so I had to go squeeze between the Chevy truck and my passenger side door. And they hadn't left a lot of room. I almost told Tay, I'm not going to do it. As I rounded the back of the van and squeezed through quickly jumping up and slamming my door as if they'd grab me. Just as we lock our doors and I turn to put on my seatbelt, there's a man who has hopped out of his Chevy and is standing in the little space knocking on my rolled up window. I let out a squeal and literally locked the door in his face. He reminded me of the comedian Gallagher who used to smash watermelons, only he was wearing a dirty baseball cap. He says something along the lines of sorry to scare you and starts rambling on. Tay cracks my window down a bit so we can hear what he says. I'm lost. We're not from here, I say. So we wouldn't, we couldn't be much help. Do you know if we're already past Petersburg? He asks, ignoring my original cop-out answer. Tay and I kind of glance at each other because Petersburg is at least 80 or more miles in another direction. So I say, I don't know, sir. Again, we're not from here. Good luck, though. There's a large map on the inside that may help. Again ignoring me, he reaches up and slides his finger in the crack in my window and then starts yanking as if he's trying to break the glass. In fact, I don't know how it didn't give. As Tay starts wrestling with getting her keys from her lap to the ignition, we're both panicking and yelling stop. 
when suddenly he does just as Tay is turning over the ignition. And he says in a very low, growly voice, I've drank blood fresher than yours anyway, and gives one more good yank as Tay is backing out of the parking space with his finger still in the window as I am simultaneously trying to roll my window up. He did not follow us out as we fled back towards the interstate, and we didn't inform the police or our parents because we didn't want to hear any stranger danger and I told you so's. But creepy vampire Gallagher, let's not meet. <laughs> I kind of wonder if this one is actually true, but it's so fucking old that I don't know. Interesting, interesting stuff. <laughs> You know, after reading all these, I'm pretty sure I'm never going to even consider looking in the same direction of a uh, rest area, ever. But uh, that's just me. So hopefully you guys enjoyed those. I know typically I think that Reddit stories are always an interesting find. I always find them pretty intriguing, pretty fun. Sometimes, though, they do give creep factor quite a bit and if some of you are tired of me using reddit stories sorry but I think it's fun to just kind of mix things up a little bit <laughs> well, I hope you guys are not driving while I'm reading these because uh, it's kind of creepy that reminds me of the time where I was driving out of town and I was listening to I think it was a urban legend from haunted places and it was the story I mean every Halloween they do like the urban legend so there's there's that if you listen to them you know exactly what I'm talking about so while I was driving it was pitch dark outside <laughs> and the story comes on killer in the back seat and I was like oh that's interesting but you know there's no lights I'm driving through a Texas highway um specifically out towards west texas and you know what lesson learned haven't done it since that shit was scary because i think i started like freaking myself out and psyching myself up <laughs> and i started having like what i thought was somebody pushing on my back seat um yeah see i haven't <laughs> <laughs> I psyched myself out a little too much. I haven't listened to that podcast since that happened. And, you know, he was a great storyteller. I can't remember his name, but I listened for so many years. But uh, <laughs> after listening to Killer in the Backseat, uh, that, that was it. I check my backseat every single time I get in my car. Um, I'm, I have a skeleton in my car. I mean... Those of you who know me know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I like to think that he's there to protect me. So he is going to stay. And yes, once I put him back in my actual front seat, he's going to be wearing a Santa hat for Christmas. So I really hope you guys enjoyed these creepy little <laughs> stories that I have for you for the holidays. I think I'm going to kind of stick with this trend. I'm still trying to figure out where I'm going to go with the um, with the episodes. But there will be a part two to this of what it's going to be about. 
I'm not sure yet, but it's going to be within a similar range. So <laughs> if you want to send me any stories, you can DM me on Instagram at either paranormalartist.podcast or my personal Instagram, Alex, again, with two underscores. Or you can send me an email at paranormalartistpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and to give credit for those who posted on Reddit, we have Moondex98, who did the first story, Egg Patty, who did Creepy Men at Rest Area, Mir Wenk, who did Middle of Nowhere Rest Stop, Humpty Dumpty95, who put Why I No Longer Stop at Rest Stops, and Illusions for Use for the Virginia Rest Stop. As you know, every single episode I have to put the phone number for the Suicide Lifeline Crisis number. So if you're feeling suicidal or having suicidal ideation, you have a couple of options. You can either go to the local emergency room and they will help you get treatment there. Or you can call or text 988. So it's open 365 days a year, 24-7. They've helped me before, and I know they'll help you. Si te sientes suicida o tienes pensamientos suicidas, llama o envía un mensaje al 988. Están disponibles las 24 horas y 365 días del año. Y están listos para ayudarte. Y en España, el 024 es un servicio de alcance nacional accesible desde todo el territorio nacional, gratuito, confidencial y disponible las 24 horas del día y los 365 días del año también.